I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I know we've been talking a lot about process and procedure uh, in the United States Congress, specifically today on the event that United States senators are being sworn in to serve as jurors in now the second impeachment trial of President Donald Trump. Process and procedure are important. And sometimes, sometimes it can make your eyes glaze over. And listen, I'm susceptible to it as well. All right. I, when we get too deep into the weeds on things, uh, I can glaze right over. But there are some of those weeds that end up having a monumental impact on uh, the way you and I live our lives. The the freedoms we enjoy, uh, the resources available, to the the level of intrusion uh, that the government might impose on us. Some of what happens in the weeds there, that's where the real uh, decisions get made. Sometimes that's where efforts in Washington, D.C. Uh, pick up steam or momentum or gather support. And they make their way onto the House floor or the Senate floor or off to the White House with the head of steam that they pick up in the committee setting. I don't want to schoolhouse rock you too much here, but you know how it works. Uh, a bill is introduced. It's then assigned to a committee of jurisdiction where in that committee setting, there is a process of debate and amendment and ultimately voting as to whether or not that committee will forward it on to the House floor. If it doesn't make it in committee, it's not making it to the House floor. Very few exceptions to that rule. And so it is that when members of Congress... Every two years when either the freshmen come in or are looking for new assignments or when uh, the old-timers who have been there for a little while look to retain their uh, status on various committees, that there is some intense work that goes into making sure that you are positioned on a committee and you are placed on a committee where, number one, you can do the most good, where your skills are the most appropriate, and number two, where you can be of greatest service to uh, your district and then the country. And so uh, for nerds like me that follow this kind of stuff, as committee assignments are handed out uh, every two years, uh, I'm always eager to find out, okay, where are the Utah uh, members, where are they assigned, and what does that mean for the state? Well, the assignments are being handed out now. One of Utah's two newest members of Congress, Blake Moore, has gotten two of his assignments, and he joins us now. Uh, Congressman Blake Moore, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Lee. And I'll just echo your comments about a little boring sometimes, but after the first couple of weeks of Congress, I'll take boring, and I am thrilled <laughs> to be working on committee stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we don't need to, you know, rehash everything that you've been through, but just uh, flip through the headlines of the past week and a half. I mean, you've had an exciting few weeks here. Uh, you, you have, you've gotten to, you've gotten your assignments. You know where you'll be serving on which committees. Uh, share with folks where you'll be working. So we'll be first um, decided yesterday that House Armed Services Committee, that I'm assigned to House Armed Services Committee, and then later in the afternoon it worked out that I got my second choice of natural resources. Um, getting your first and second choice is, <laughs> is, is not um, what I expected, um, but we worked for it. And um, I spent a ton of time on the campaign, as you would know. In fact, you even asked me this question in the debate, and uh, you know, we promised to do everything we could. To, to work to get these to get these assignments and it worked out so I'm thrilled. I, I want to ask you what you intend to do from these two assignments, but let me ask you uh, h- how'd you pull this off? I know that it is near impossible, uh, as you pointed out there, to get your first and second choice. What's so special about Congressman Moore? I have a great team. I have a great team, and I work within a great community. Um, and so, a, a couple specific things. My chief of staff, Rachel Wagley, is a, she's. She feels like an absolute veteran. She's probably been on the Hill for five or six years, but she navigated this entirely political crazy world back here um, and did an exceptional job, and it was it was great. Um, we have the, the Utah Defense Alliance that was willing to layer in and call their contacts and their and their people. Representative Rob Bishop you know, called the ranking, the, the, the brand new ranking member on my behalf. That's something I'm very grateful for. Um, so it was a big group effort. Uh, and I had to create a lot of good relationships with steering committee. Um, I even got to actually sit in on steering committee the last couple of days in a random proxy situation where I got asked to do it. And um, I wasn't expected. It's a little awkward because I had to leave the room when they're talking about me and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> we just we made it work and uh, everything everything worked out great. All right. So House Armed Services Committee and the Natural Resources Committee. Let's go through one by one. We've got about five minutes to do so. What does your position on the Armed Services Committee mean for Utah and specifically Hill Air Force Base? So we're we're gonna we're gonna submit our ranking on, you know, what subcommittees we wanna be on, right? And I think that's a little bit of the technical piece. But ultimately with armed services, for for your viewers, the biggest thing that comes out of that is called the NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, and that's the annual defense authorization bill that that um, covers an enormous amount of from from pay, special privileges to other types of um, to other types of uh, you know projects that, that go on. Hill, Hill Air Force Base has several of them. It'll be a strong focus on the GBSD program and making sure that you know that's still in its infancy and making sure that is exists. But this is a this is sort of a long term plea, right? This is an annual thing that goes on, and so you work all year for this NDAA. Natural resources, on the other hand. There's some immediate things that are going to take place. Um, two members of, of Utah's delegation were on natural resources and this, until this year when Rob Bishop retired and, and John Curtis left to go on ENC, which I will comment is an incredible thing for Utah. Energy so and we'll commerce, be remiss not committee. To say, yeah, energy and commerce is a, is a really great, good, good committee for John Curtis. He worked really hard to get on that, um, so congratulations to him. But uh, natural resources, there's going to be a lot of a lot of things come on. There's a there's a current um, oil and gas sort of you know, temporary ban on, 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 you know, new opportunities on federal lands. That's going to impact Utah. We have to be able to work through that. Bears Ears and Escalante, they're going to be discussed right now. And so as a delegation, we're working on that. So being able to be on natural resources, there's some more immediate things that, that um, I hope to be able to, to get in and, and work in a bipartisan way to, to, to solve some problems there. 
Have you have you yet had communication, or do you ha- have you been left with an impression, or given an impression yet to uh, to the the chair people on the on your two new committees? Those would be the, with, guess, with Democrat control. Of course, the Democrats are in control of the committees and ultimately steer the uh, you know the the policy and what happens in committee. Uh, but you, know, you play your cards right, and you seem to be doing so uh, thus far. Uh, you can have influence on uh, those outside your party. What, what, what have those communications been like? So um, I was able to sit in on a meeting the other day with uh, Chairman Adam Smith. Um, he's a Democrat ranking member chairman for House Armed Services. I have not met the Natural Resources chairman, but I have a very good relationship with Bruce Westerman, and so did John Curtis, who just left that team. Bruce Westerman's taking over as ranking member. I actually was just talking to him a few minutes ago at the airport. Um, he has a very sound approach that he's that he's put together. It's going to have a lot of potential for bipartisan work that, that ultimately benefits Utah in you know in in, in all angles. So, uh, Mike Rogers. He's he's an incredible person. Um, he's somebody. He's he's from Alabama. He's the ranking member on on Armed Services Committee. I saw him sacrifice his own seat on Homeland so another freshman could join it. Like he's an incredibly you know thoughtful, good person that that cares deeply about our military. Um, like it's going to be great to be able to get mentored by these folks and and start helping out where they where they ask me to. Very good. Uh, well, listen, I, I view this as a good thing for Utah. I, <clears throat> When I spent my time working as a congressional aide, it was almost daily interacting with these uh, committees and the staffers that uh, you know keep them informed in an effort to uh, move along the interests of Utah. So uh, it, it's good for Utah that you are on uh, these two committees. Thank you for the work you put into it, uh, and we'll see how, how things turn out. I look forward to seeing uh, your accomplishments in this new capacity. Hey, thanks so much, Lee. Outstanding. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, that is new freshman Congressman Blake Moore. It honestly is unheard of to secure your first two positions. I, As I have kind of combed through my notes and looked at archives, I can't find another example uh, of it happening. Forgive me if I'm overlooking something. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line if you'd like to correct me. But having Utah representation, regardless of party, but having a voice at the table in these two settings, incredibly important. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.